This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who has front row tickets to the Fight Club for Children, Ryan Nelson. Justin, remind me to never visit where Mandalorians live, because that place is dangerous as hell. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't ever go to where the Mandalorians live. Oh, if you live in there, people. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that here in just a little bit. So, uh, If you've been listening to the podcast since we started this podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about the fourth episode of the third season of The Mandalorian titled The Foundling. If you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of The Mandalorian attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you to the show ad-free. All you have to do is sign up for as low as a 3 or as high as a 20. doesn't matter which one you're signing up for. You will get the show ad-free on the Patreon app. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you would like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do so. Send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. You can send us any thoughts you have, any questions you might have about the things that we're covering, any recommendations, any or just any uh, thoughts in general. We would love to hear all of those. So just go to your email, type us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com, and we'd love to interact with you through it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we, on the fourth episode of The Mandalorian, we went from the longest episode in the history of The Mandalorian, episode three, to the shortest episode in Mandalorian yeah. history in episode four. Uh, general thoughts on what you saw in this before we get into specifics. Liked it. Uh, felt like it was back to where we were supposed to be. Yes, it is. We didn't have the uh, weird uh, visit with the doctor yeah, and his friends. <laughs> But this felt like this felt like uh, Mandalorian, and uh, we also got justice for someone that we all badmouthed horribly in 1999. So I was kind of oh, glad Mr. Ahmad Best got his due. Yeah, we, he did, and I'll, we'll talk about him quite, quite a bit here in a little bit. But yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, look, it's, it's really really short. It goes by mm-hmm. really fast. Uh, it but, did go by fast. But this is this was much more what you expected from Mandalorian. I mean, it's, it's a nice action-packed show. There's a lot happening. Uh, I do have some questions about. Shout out to Carl Weathers for directing yeah. this one. He's and I think his has always been short if I'm, because he directs an yeah. episode every season if I'm not mistaken. I know he directed one in the second season. I don't remember the first season. Yeah, uh, but they're always. I mean, they're always typically pretty concise, pretty pretty compact, and they're normally pretty action heavy too. Because the one that he mm-hmm. directed last year had a lot of action in it as well, and this one did. So you know, action '80s action star. You would expect him to want to. Well, he was he was Action Jackson. I mean, what yeah. are we? You know, <laughs> so I mean, you would expect him to be pretty action packed, and this one definitely was. I do have some questions about. And I think this is, look, I think this, the biggest thing that this season is suffering from, I still love this show. I still, 
I'm still probably going to end up writing the Game of Thrones when we get to the end. I'll just kind of put that out there. But yeah, uh, the one thing I think they're suffering from is two things, and they're kind of related. It is still suffering from the fact that they did basically two episodes of this show in Book of Boba Fett because it's yeah. still like it could have had like some it would have had like this entire if you'd put those two at the very beginning of the season you've got two episodes built in towards getting to the minds of mandalore and you could have and like when they finally get there you're like over halfway done with the season so uh, yeah that, that is a mistake yeah because right now i think the biggest thing that i don't understand about the show is where are they building towards because i think that's the only thing i don't understand at this point what are we building towards yeah, I, I get that, but I've got to say, man, I'm really enjoying the season, I and I'm going to tell you why. It's Katie Sackhoff. She is so good at Spokane. Well, that's that kind of is. There are people who are out there, kind of murmuring and asking questions, especially after this most recent episode, because this show is called The Mandalorian. It's not called Din Jaren. You know, are we yeah. getting ready to kind of? swap to co-leads or maybe her taking like the the main lead for this show i mean uh i could kind of see them going down the road of co-leads for this i could see co-leads you can't get rid of pedro pascal I, you I, just can't I don't they'd ever get rid of him but i mean he's never on set i mean you just have him well, I know, calling I know, his lines. i could see co-leads because she's really really good yeah she is she's very she's fantastic in this and <laughs> We'll talk about it in a second, but I really feel like the, when she takes off her helmet for five seconds, that was just basically to all of us that were saying, I wonder if she's doing the Pedro Pascal thing. <laughs> like, no, I, I am here. I am actually on set. Don't start saying yeah. that. So I kind of felt like that's what that was the case. But, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so let's kind of talk just real specifics. This is probably going to be a short episode for, of our podcast just because short episode of the show. Uh, but yeah. there is quite a bit that happens in this, in this like mm-hmm. 30 minutes or so. So, uh, the first thing we see is they're on what I could only call like the Mandalorian version of Muscle Beach. They're all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all out like training and like flexing and doing, you know, yeah. uh, judo. And th- there are guys who are just shooting the water. I'm like, uh, okay, what are, what's the purpose of shooting the water? I don't really know. Well, but... I, don't, I don't blame them. There's some stuff in that water. <laughs> it probably is a good idea to shoot in the water there. <laughs> yeah, just shoot occasionally in the water. Just make people know that you're, that yeah. you're there. So uh, That's the one place I'm Good, good for them. Yeah. So, uh, so all this is going on, and it, you've got Katie Sackhoff's character, Bo-Katan, who is just kind of like wandering through and just kind of taking everything in. And that's when we get to to Grogu, who is just kind of off to the side, and he's got these uh, hermit crabs in front of him. Question: Did you think he was trying to make the hermit crabs his pets, or was he trying to eat the hermit crabs? With Grogu, I'm going eating, and those hermit crabs are lucky. He was interrupted. Also. This is the the only issue with them wearing the helmet because I wanted to watch Katie Sackhoff. She has a very expressive face of what the hell are these weirdos doing <laughs> with watching their training regimen. Yeah, I, I would kind of want to see that as well. But that's that's the thing about this. I mean, th- there are there are some times that that the helmets make this a little bit difficult. Like even mm-hmm. at the end when she's trying to explain about seeing the mythosaur and they're like the camera's like really in on her face, like. I'm I getting nothing. I mean, as much I as you're trying here, we're not getting anything from a helmet. Right. Uh, but that's that's kind of a limitation of the series, but it's yeah. just part of what it is. So you have to kind of... And as we've it. talked about, she's a very attractive person. Yeah, she it's is. good she's to see her. Person, so. uh, but like I said, so Grogu is being introduced to Mandalorian culture because Din comes and scoops him up and... <laughs> Uh, says it's time to start oh, training. Uh, like I said, this was just 
it was cute, but it was so weird all at the same time to see them it, strapping it this dark gun to his arm. I know. And, this, this and look, <laughs> go ahead. What were you saying? I was going to say, and you can't tell if he's into it. You, well, I, here's the thing. Here's what, I, here's what I got from it. Because when they were sitting there strapping it to him, I want to give a lot of credit to the puppeteers because they oh, make yeah. him so emotive in every time he's mm-hmm. on it. When he was look, looking at it, I got the sense that like he was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why are we doing this? What am I supposed to do here? Because I honestly got the feeling that he's like, I could kick this little kid's butt if I really wanted to. Uh, do you really want me to see, do that? I couldn't tell him that. I will say after he wins, mm-hmm. I can tell he was so proud and he wanted to make Din Jaren proud. Right. And that, that, was, very, yeah. that was very, very much yeah. the case. But uh, uh, like I said, just them strapping a little dart gun to his, to his oh wrist. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, but so they have. This- and, 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 and Mando talking him up, trying yeah. to you know, psych him up. And you got Coach. Bo- and Bo Katan is there telling him, you know, my my dad was the same way. He just yeah, uh, I love that. You know, he's just proud of you, and that's what uh, Den's a proud dad. That's exactly what he is. I mean, is. he's a proud dad. And he wants to show off his kid. Yeah. That's what they do. Uh, I am thankful for. I can't remember the kid's name in this. Ragnar. Uh, Ragnar. Thank you. So Ragnar does kind of like give us. And some, this is Jimmy Kimmel's nephew. Yes, it is. Wesley Kimmel. Yeah. Uh, which I was unaware of until uh, I saw his name on the. Um, I yeah. page, but and Jimmy Kimmel and John Favreau are friends. Nepo yes. baby. Oh yeah, well, they're all they're all Nepo babies. They all. Yeah, are. I know. Uh, but like I said, so we get uh, we get Ragnar talking to him. Is like, well, why does he wear a helmet? Why is it? So basically, they're just answering some questions for us. Well, he's not doesn't wear a helmet because he can't speak and he can't speak. He can't say the creed, so he won't be able to. The earliest he can get a, he can get a helmet is when he actually starts talking. Plus, he's like two feet tall. Yeah, Come on, people. Tall. So. Uh, but you know, very quickly, uh, Ragnar gets two shots in on Grogu and then tells him, it's okay. It's okay. You do what you do and, and show him what you can do. And that's when he pops out the four flips, flips over and flips back, shoots him three times. And Grogu obviously wins and the Mandalorians are all kind of in awe about what they just saw. Uh, I will say, not a fan of watching Grogu get shot. Not a fan. I was, I was thinking that the entire time. I was like, "This is not going to go over well." (laughs) Like, if 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 they think this is going to go over well, it's probably not. But you know, he ends up winning, and I think it all all end up being okay. But as soon as this is over, this huge bird of prey just comes swooping in, swoops up Ragnar. And they go on a chase in their jetpacks, and of course they don't they don't chase them down. And like I said, they don't have enough juice. They don't have enough juice. And they always say, "Here's the thing." You mentioned earlier about you know you don't want to live where the Mandalorians train at, because this is the deal with this. Because like he even says at one time, they always get away. So this isn't the first time this bird has come down. If you'll notice, I that, know. Did you notice when they went to rescue Ragnar in the nest? Did you notice what was inside the nest? Uh, I don't remember. There was a me. helmet. There was another Mandalorian helmet. Oh yeah, in yeah, there. yeah. I, th- oh, I thought that was Ragnar's. No, that wasn't Ragnar's. That was that was the that was another uh, one. So like I said, oh. this is well, the first Ragnar's time. almost been killed like three times. Yes, he has. He's he's almost been killed quite a bit. So he's he's having a rough go of it here as early on in his Mandalorian training. But apparently, this bird has already gotten at least one Mandalorian and fed him to uh, his or to its its youngs. But yeah, uh, like I said. They just like at some point you've got to find a new place to go. I, mean, I know, man. Uh, but nevertheless, like I said, so 
they all freaked out. This turns out, we find out this is Paz Vizsla's uh, kid, is who it is. Now, I don't know if it's biological or if it is a foundling, like a true foundling, like Grogu is a foundling to Din, uh, but we just know that it's his son. What do you think? you think it's biological or do you think it's a... I think it's biological, and I do have a question. Do they, uh, when it's biologically being made... <laughs> do they wear the helmets? Yes, this yes. Is, this has, like, been the question everyone has been asking this week is, do they wear the helmets when they are having yeah. sexual congress let's just say yeah i guess they do i mean they don't they don't take it off to eat uh, so i guess they gotta take it off the i like the eating scene that was cool yeah, it was. also made me think like when i'm like eating wings or something you know i, I wouldn't mind about five minutes alone <laughs> you know right. with my wings you know because it's just disgusting eating yeah, wings you're not wrong about that. So, uh, but Bo-Katan whips into action. She follows him. She follows the bird in her ship, and she finds out where the, where the bird has gone off to. Uh, and she is going to be the one that ends up leading the war party, as they call it. So she's going to lead the war party, and they're going to try to get the child. Uh, so, uh, but that ends up taking us. But they go when they go off with their own. So uh, Din goes off with the war party. Grogu can't go. Grogu goes with the armorer, and that's where we get some pretty interesting interesting details on uh, on Grogu's background. So let's go ahead and start talking about that real quick. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Now, when she takes Grogu back into the forge, she starts going through this. There, This is when we really get some emotion from Grogu. Uh, like This is probably when the puppeteers really shine the most because... At first, he there's an eagerness to his to his in his step about this. Like he's actually like running alongside his little, know, his little thing. It's so cute. Yeah, uh, it's so cute. Yeah. He's running alongside because like there's some eagerness. Like oh, I get to learn more about being a Mandalorian. I get to learn more about being my dad. But as because I would have been like crap. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> but when Ragnar probably would have been too. Yeah, Ragnar probably would have been too. But when they get there and she starts banging the forge, he there's some visual distress coming onto his face and mm-hmm. we see pretty quickly that it is basically this is PTSD because he's remembering this this scene that we've kind of gotten a little bit where there are these Jedis who are protecting him or Jedi I don't mean to say Jedis there's these Jedi that are protecting him and they're in a battle with these stormtroopers these clone troopers uh, they all get taken out and then we finally find out who it is that saves Grogu and it is Keller and Beck played by Ahmed Best who played infamously Jar Jar Binks yeah. in the original in the uh, sequel in the prequel trilogy uh, his role was obviously cut back in the in the last two after he was so poorly yeah. received in the first one but one of the most hated yes. characters of all time in cinema yeah he is he is that probably so best. probably so probably the most hated yeah he's up there he's if he's not a, if he's not at the top he's he's towards the top anyway so yeah real quick do you know where the origin of this character is uh, I I heard what it was, so you go ahead and tell me. Yeah, it's a, like I said, a cool character. Let me say this. Ahmed Vest was fantastic in this. He's absolutely He was great. really good. Loved really the character, good. thought it was really, really cool. And then I found out the origin of this character. So basically, Kellerin Beck, Ahmed Best has played Kellerin Beck before in 2020. 
he basically played like the Jedi version of Mark Summers. Uh, yeah. Because uh, there's this children's game show, double dare type show called uh, Jedi, Jedi Temple. of the Temple, right? Yeah, survive, Jedi Temple Survival or something along those lines. I can't remember what. I actually looked it up and watched a part of the episode just to see what it was like. And that's, it's basically what it is. It's basically double dare for Jedi is what it is. Uh, like I said, I was not expecting that to be the, the background of this character. but Star Wars The Jedi Temple Challenge. Jedi Temple Challenge. That. That's what it is. Thank you. Uh, like I said, it's a really terrible background to be pulling from, but kudos to them for taking that character yeah. and turning it into something really cool because he was, he was just fantastic in this episode. He was. And uh, if you've wondered about like his career, like he talks about how he couldn't get a job oh, yeah. as an actor, which is bizarre because you can't even see you him. And see he's using face. a voice. But he has done a lot of voice work in Star Wars and video games like right. The Last of Us. So he's, you know, I just feel bad for him because he's still, hopefully this leads to something for him because he still has that stigma of that horrible character to him. Yeah, and he was really, really good in this, like I said. He was. Uh, I mean, he had two lightsabers going throughout most of the entire thing. He was fighting, uh, he was, you know, navigating through Coruscant well on that uh, speeder looked really cool mm -hmm. it was a really really cool scene I actually thought it was fantastic I loved it it was great loved everything about it uh, like I said I hope that I wouldn't mind seeing more of this character uh, I would too yeah I, I would think it would be great if they could find some ways to incorporate him into some uh, other stories it would be fantastic in my opinion mm -hmm. if, they could, if they could do it but uh, so uh, kudos to him uh, like I said it has taken 23 years 24 years for them to find a character for him to be cool at but they finally found one. <laughs> I'm glad we found one. It's it, it was needed for him. Yeah, Poor it really was. So uh, happy for him. Very very happy for him. Uh, but that takes us to, like I said, so we get the, all this kind of PTSD that he's that he's going through and we're remembering. So it's nice to kind of get some some framework. I will say this: it felt like the the clone troopers like were truly after Grogu. Like the, the, it mm -hmm. sounded like yeah. Like all these plans about that they had for Grogu at, at the beginning of the Mandalorian, it felt like they started back in this scene. I mean, because they were really. I agree. Him. Yeah. And did you see who was playing the clone troopers? Who was it? I didn't see that. Cameron Morrison, uh, Boba Fett himself. Oh, uh, was it really? Oh, well, good for him. Yeah, because you know he's a stunt guy. Yeah. You know, besides his acting, so yeah, he must be doing stunt work on this. And well, Tamara Morrison, I think he, vo I think he voiced all the clones in the Clone Wars cartoon okay. i think i think i could be wrong about that so don't don't like write me and like get mad at me if that's not the case but i, I think you voiced all the clone uh all the clones in the clone wars but i could be wrong with that so uh but like i said it is a really cool scene loved it and that takes us back and he gets his own little chest plate uh, like i said i don't really know how this armor thing is going to work with Gregory. i know man i don't want to see him in a, with the with the with the something on his face man i don't want to see it I don't think they're going. To, I don't think they're ever going to put a helmet on. I really don't. But like I said, it looked like it was a really cool thing for like Emily Swallow's armor. I, I, she shines a lot in this episode. Just the way she's that she's good. the way she's, she's really talking good. to everybody, the way she's talking to uh, Bo-Katan, the way she's talking to Grogu. But just like I said, that weird armor on this little puppet just it. It looked kind of weird to me. I'll just say it that. it does, man. It looks weird. There's no way around it. Uh, but anyway, so that takes us to them actually trying to rescue uh, Ragnar, and they. This is where we get the you know we kind of get a little bit more Mandalorian lore. They're at the campground site, and they're going to eat. And this is where, like I said, this is where I truly believe they are just saying 
Look, we know you all think we're doing Pedro Pascal with, with Katie Sackhoff. We're not doing that. She is actually on set because she takes her helmet off for five seconds. That's yeah. about how long yeah. it was, and yeah. that's all that we see. Uh, but like yeah. I said, we do get a little bit of lore that they have to go off and find a place to eat, and they have some privacy, and they take off their helmets, and that's where they eat. Uh, but then they go on, and here's the – this is why – here's one of the things I say that they're going to have a little bit of an Andor problem going forward because Andor would never have done something like this. So Paz Vizsla – takes his huge Gatling gun, carry like carry around Gatling gun with him. Mm -hmm. And they say at the beginning of this, you, we're not taking blasters because we could end up shooting the child. So why right. are you taking this big, huge gun with you? Like I said, this is a... This is a, this is a predator, man. No, what are you not. doing? Maybe that's why... Maybe since this is uh, uh, Carl Weathers' episode, he just liked that gun, so he wanted to bring it along you with him. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> was that an homage to the Predator? <laughs> Maybe. It may have been. I did not even thought about that until you said this isn't a Predator. but uh, Predator is on my mind a lot. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but like I said, so I wasn't really... like This is where the Andor stuff comes in because Tony Gilroy would, would have made sure that that was not written yeah. into the script, that his gun would have been left back because they're not going to use it. There's no point to take it. Uh, but you get this really cool scene at the end because they... It's a, it's a long, protracted fight to get uh, the kid back. Yeah. The most disturbing thing I've ever seen in a Star Wars, the bird coughs the kid up. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh gosh, yeah. he's he's he was. I was like, where's the kid? Where's the kid? And he like comes coughing up out of the kid out of the bird's mouth. I was like, oh, that's kind of disgusting. <laughs> and, and can I can I be honest? Uh -huh. Please don't. Please don't hate. I thought the little baby birds were disgusting looking. Oh yeah, they were. They were absolutely horrible to look at. They okay, were, just making sure it wasn't me. No, okay. it wasn't just you. They were. They were horrible to look at. I was like, oh gosh, can we get these these birds off the screen? And I'll be interested if they actually do anything with them because they they bring them back. I know they brought them back. Yeah, man, that was weird. Well, I mean, it makes sense because they left it motherless. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. It's not well, the birds. And then, let's not. Yeah. The crocodile comes out of nowhere and <laughs> takes out the bird. I know. The crocodile comes up. We get the crocodile again, uh, which I guess is another crocodile because... because oh, yeah. We killed Dan the other killed one. the first one pretty good. <laughs> the, other, the other one was, yeah. was pretty much dead. So, uh, But it's a really cool scene where they're it using was. their jetpacks. They're using all their Mandalorian methods to to free this child. I enjoyed the scene a lot, but like I said, it's it's just a really short episode that goes by really quick. It was. Not a whole lot to talk about except for you know just the fact that it looked really cool because that's basically all that it was so yeah it was it was getting back to the the mystery the fun of the week right. the, the western of the week episodes yeah it felt very much, it felt very much like the first season is what it felt like yeah it, it definitely felt like the first season but when they get back we get to the scene between Bo-Katan and uh, the armor because Bo-Katan obviously is being lauded because she led this party she was the leader of the party uh, she also needs to have uh, some of her armor fixed and that's what the armor says and she's she, the smartest person there always oh yes she is she's very much the smartest person there uh, but it, this is very interesting because when she is taken back into the forge the armor I, I, I love how Emily Swallow delivers her lines I mean there is yeah I don't know what I don't know how to describe it but just the way that she delivers those lines it's it's just fantastic, uh, but this dialogue between because part of it is you can't tell what she's really thinking. No, you can't, and because you can't see her face, it doesn't give any right, right. Give any hint away either. Uh, so she asked her what she if she wants the night owl uh, on because that's what she was a part of this group called the night owls or something like that. I can't remember exactly what their title was, but it had something to do with owls. Uh, and she says, "Well, could I have uh, the mythosaur on? Would it be? Would it be?" 
proper for me to have Mythosaur in one and the owl on the other. And he, she says, that would be perfect. She says, the Mythosaur belongs to all Mandalorians. And she says, well, what would you say if I told you that I saw a Mythosaur? And she says, I would say you're very lucky. Like I said, it's just that way that she delivers those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she says, no, I really, really saw one. And she's like, this is the way. And like, she doesn't, it's like she's like patting her on the head. Sure, you saw a Mythosaur. Yeah, sure you did. Yeah, and so I saw Katie Sackoff has done some interviews where she's saying Bo-Katan is not sure she saw it. Oh, okay. That's wh- why she's asking these questions, too. Okay. That's my one, that, that actually makes a lot more sense because she wants. that's why mm-hmm. she was asking, asking yeah. Dan in the previous episode why if he saw something because she wanted to know if she wasn't losing her mind. So that makes sense. Cause I haven't picked up yeah. on that up until you mentioned yeah, that. So that makes I didn't a lot either. Sense. I was glad she mentioned that. Okay, that makes more sense to me because she's not it's not that she's trying to keep this from people. She's just trying to make sure that right. she's not going crazy. So, yeah. okay, that makes sense. I can see that. I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that. So, uh, I'll be interested to see where this go they go with this because I think that is where they're leading towards is having something to do with the Mythosaur and one of these characters, whether it's Grogu, whether it's Din, whether it's Bo, one of them riding uh, the Mythosaur. It's gonna be Bo. I feel like it could, it could be Bo and, Bo and Grogu. I think Grogu is going to use the Force. I think Bo is going to be the one riding it, though. Yeah, I could see that as well. So, like I said, I'll be. But I think that's kind of what they're building towards. It just I hasn't, think so too. It just hasn't so. been real yeah. clear at this point. So, uh, like I said, it was, it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. It's just it was mm-hmm. a short episode. So, uh, uh, anything else you need to talk about before we go into awards for this week? No, I think you know I was just reading my notes. I think we got it all. Yeah, I think we did too. Like I said, short episode, so it makes it pretty easy to talk about. So, all right, let's do some awards then. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, when we're covering a season of a television show, we do weekly awards. Up first is our Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for this week? Man, I got to give it to my guy, Maude Best, because 23-year-old me in 1999 was bad-mouthing <laughs> this guy <laughs> horribly. Uh, so I, I owe him I owe him some, some justice. Yeah, he was good. I'm on Best. He's good. I, I I thought about going him with him with, with Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan. Uh, but you, it's hard not to pick her every episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, she was really good in this one. But look, Ahmed Best was fantastic. Like I said, I was I was so happy for him when I saw. I know. Like I, said, I didn't rec- I, look. I have not seen him. I don't know that I've ever actually seen him in anything. Uh, besides, I've heard his voice. Really? I, I know I've That's heard his say, voice. mostly voice stuff. But I have not known that I've ever seen him because obviously we never see his face in the. Uh, Phantom Menace, we never see his face, so I, I wasn't really sure what he looked like. And when I saw that character, like, who is that? And I looked up, like, oh, okay. And I was like, so good for him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I went with Katie Sackhoff, but I don't blame you for going for Ahmed Best. Uh, the act all along, the best scene of the week, what'd you go with? I go with the Grogu fight scene, man. I loved it. I loved his reaction yeah, good. of showing, showing Dan how proud he was. Right. I, I love everything about it. Yeah, I went with the flashback that Grogu had, uh, his his PTSD scene. Felt like something was there yeah. that we're, we're building to a story. Yeah, it really did. So that's the one I went with. The If You Come With The King, You Best Not Miss, your best line of the week. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It was Bo-Katan earlier. Don't worry. My dad was the same way. He's just proud of you. And that's now just, take it easy on them kids. <laughs> that's the one I had to. It was my it was my favorite line of the week as well. So. It's so good, man. It, it and, and it's Katie Sackhoff really sells that. Like, 
you just kind of love her in this role. Yeah, man. you do. You really do. I, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. So, all right. So here we go. Rating system. We have a Game of Thrones at the top of our list. At uh, beneath the Game of Thrones is the Lost. Middle of the Road Forest is Friends. Beneath the Friends is Full House, and the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Uh, after the four se- first four episodes of the third season, where are you going with this on the Mandalorian? So after last week, I went back to a loss. I'm going to stay at a loss, okay. probably towards the end. I can see me getting back to Game of Thrones, so I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I'm, I've been at Game of Thrones. I'm keeping it there. I think it's, like I said, it's a very short episode, but it's a fun episode. It's absolutely a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, a lot of fun. So I'll be in, I'll be in, I'm still interested to see where they go with this entire season, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% certain where they're going with it, but I'm, I'm, I've enjoyed the ride al- uh, along the way, so... Yeah. All right. Before we head off, uh, we want to do some recommendations for our listeners. What are some things that you're going to recommend for all the folks listening at home? So I finally started watching Wednesday, and I can see what all the hype is about. It's really fun. It's fun. Uh, Jen Ortiz, man. Uh, I think I'm on episode four. That the first half, I think, is much better than the second half. Uh, Okay. I'll be interested what you say about the last half, but uh, okay. The first four are directed by um, what's his name. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Uh, the rest, of the last four, are directed by somebody else. But I, I think the first four, are by far, the superior ones. I'll be interested in what you say. But think about the last well, four. Well, Jenna Ortiz, man, Ortega, she's a superstar. Ortega. Yeah, Ortega. 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 Yeah. Ortega. yeah, yeah. She's uh, going to be. She is going to be huge. Superstar. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the Scream movie already huge, and I think she was a big part of that. So I really, really like her. Um, I finished Daisy Jones. Daisy Jones in the six. Okay. I really love how they finished it off. It's a really good series. I, I would highly recommend that. Okay. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I will mention one more thing, kind of like you did in the last episode. So last summer, my nephew found the baseball cards that my brother and I had collected thirty oh, something years this, yeah. ago. Yeah, and so he's gotten into it, and there was a baseball card show in awesome. my hometown. And uh, it was his birthday weekend, so I went home, and we all went to a card show together and just had the best time. Uh-huh. So uh, if you can get your family members, young family members, into collecting the same things <laughs> you do, always fun. Yeah, uh, I, that would be cool. I, I need to find my baseball cards. I've got, I've got some around here somewhere. And I so. found some cool ones. Yeah, I can. I bet you did too, because so, that yeah. was a big thing back when we were young. So, mm-hmm. all right, some recommendations I've got uh, on our other show. I said I was I went and bought Jedi Fallen Order for like five or six bucks this week. I love that game. It is fantastic. Oh, cool. If you haven't played it, if you've got if you have access to playing the game, I highly recommend. Like I said, it's got a good it's got a good Star Wars story. Uh, it's fun. I mean. You really, I mean, like they capture like Jedi movements and all this type of stuff. They really get it's one of the few games that really understands how to like make the force work in a video game. Uh, it is just really fun. It is a whole lot of fun. So I would highly recommend it. Like I said in our other show, the sequel is coming out at the end of April. So I'll be looking forward to that as well. Uh, I also saw for the first time the Knock on the Cabin Door released on Peacock. Did you ever see it? Oh, yeah. I've not seen it yet. It's it's good. It's 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 not like Peakman in Mike Shyamalan. It's not like his best okay. in the world, but it's it's honestly just that there's a low. It's Loki brilliant the way that he does something in it. Like I said, it's I wasn't expecting it, and I thought it was just kind of Loki brilliant the way that he did. If you ever if you watch okay. it, I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah, I'll watch it at some point. Yeah, uh, but it's really good. Dave Bautista is fantastic, and what's so great about this is like. 
the uh, if you've seen the previews, obviously these four people like invade yeah, yeah. a home and like they tell them that they don't they have to kill them. So they have to sacrifice somebody or the world's going to end. But what's great about it is the four people who invade like you can tell they're just as scared and they're just as terrified about the situation right. that they're in as the family that they are invading. So like I said, they're not just these purely evil people. It's the four people yeah. that are just terrified as well. It works really, really well. I enjoyed it. It's not, cool. it's not incredibly long. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, not scary or scary. I didn't, I look, it's, it's tense. It's not, I didn't, I yeah, was suspenseful. I yeah. guess tense. Suspenseful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, if I watch it, then you're probably pretty good. <laughs> That's no, true. That. I forgot. You don't like scary <laughs> I movies. I don't like yeah. scary movies. I do not like them at all. So, uh, but like I said, really, I was I was really impressed. But like I said, it's not in my Shyamalan's okay. best, but I did enjoy it. So I was glad to get, get to watch it. And I like the way Peacock does it because they basically put all their they front load their ads on movies. I know, man. And then you can watch yeah. watch the movie. So that's one thing I like about it. So. And they get all the movies, which is yes, cool. they really do. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add before we head off? Appreciate everyone joining us. And we will talk to you next time. And speaking of next time, we are getting ready to also record. Uh, about We're going to watch Succession here in about 20 minutes. And we will yes. come back and tell you about what we think about it. Uh, so appreciate you guys listening. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.